1: It's me, Raz. We have got another listener phone call extravaganza for you. I think it's the twenty-second uh, listener phone call extravaganza that we've done on this show. That's a lot of listeners that have called and told me their incredible stories, and it's my favorite time of the month. So, thank you, guys for uh, always contributing and, and being on. And if you want to be on one, all you got to do is send me an email at ghostedbyros at com. Just put in the subject line, listener episode, and then give me a couple little bullet points. You know, tell me the things you want to talk about. Tell me about some of your stories. And then maybe we can make it happen. Also, sometimes I do get a lot of emails to that, to that uh email address so if you've sent one in the past like resend it maybe do something like that so I don't miss ya and as always on my Patreon patreon.com slash rosdresfiles you can hear a bonus clip and this one this month is from Kate and Kate is telling me all about the premonitions that she has ooh gaze into the future I love a good premonition story, and Kate has got the goods. So, go check that out. And in the meantime, I hope you enjoy this episode with Sarah Beth, Kate, and Amber. On with the show! Hello, Sarah Beth in Denver, Colorado! How are
2: you? Hi, Ross. So excited to speak with you today.
1: I know. Same. Um, first of all, I know it's kind of like conspiracy theory. It's only slightly adjacent to um, ghosty stuff because it is spooky to me. What is going on at the Denver airport?
2: Oh, my gosh. Every single time I get visitors, I always tell them to just like search, like maybe like Google or Wikipedia, the Denver airport conspiracy theories. It's a it's a kooky place. There's. um I don't know if you've heard of like the uh, horse statue, like the giant blue yes. horse statue. It's With red eyes? Yes, with red eyes. Um, it was, the story is that the person or like the architect who built that horse statue, he died during the process. It like fell on top of him. It was like some very traumatic story. So they yeah. think, yeah, the horse statue's haunted. They think the Illuminati is in the basement. Um, there's some really weird... Uh, like, artwork, and... What
1: are those murals? There's... It's so disturbing. Yeah. It's the most... It's, like, the creepiest place I've ever been, I think.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and the murals are there. I, like, honestly... And I think the employees at the Denver airport kind of play into it. They had before, like covid they had like characters there's like a gargoyle that dressed up and was at the information booth at the airport
1: <laughs> oh my god <laughs>
2: scared all the little kids but yeah really uh
1: i'm not falling for it though yeah. they want you to be like yeah ha, 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 it's spooky ha, ha. like no we you know that you're spooky stop like acting like I don't know. They like to act like everyone else is crazy for thinking it's spooky.
2: Exactly. And it's like, no, it, it it is spooky. Like, just just let us have our thing.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, OK, let's talk about other spooky stuff. I want to hear about um, what about the home you grew up in?
2: Yeah. Yeah. So I was born and raised in Brooklyn, New York. And all of the like apartment buildings and like the brownstones, for the majority of Brooklyn, they were built like before the 20th century. Um, The particular house that I was built um, that I lived in growing up uh, was said to be built around 1850. Like we were trying to, um, like our landlord was trying to get it to landmark status and stuff like that as a historical place. So right off the bat, I'm a history nerd. So I was really um, even as a little kid, I was really excited to move to a house that was so old, uh, but it also made it a little bit spooky uh, you, like you could tell the brownstone was old we lived on the upper part of the brownstone and then we had a downstairs neighbor. Um, so. Right around the time I was like nine years old, uh, my parents and I were cleaning out some stuff in our little stoop area because you know we didn't have a backyard, I was just a stoop kid, and uh, we found a headstone from the early 1900s. It, uh, we were my parents were a little concerned, they were like, Is someone buried like under our house and stoop? And we like talked to the city and our landlords, and they were like, No, everything's fine, it was just you know, someone just left it there um but but
1: how does that happen
2: right they were just like so casual about it kind of like the denver airport people (laughs) um and i was like very freaked out and my parents were just like trying to calm me down um but after a while i think i just you know Kids, you just forget about stuff and move on. Um, Wait, wait,
1: but what did you guys do with that?
2: So we kept it in our attic because we were just like, we don't know if this, like, belongs to someone. Um, You know, we were trying to ask if, like... It was, you know, it could be someone's like grandparents or great grandparents. So there was a funeral home like right down the block from us. Um, So we were going to keep it in our attic until like they could take it. Um, But they were like closed for some reason. So we were just like keeping it in our attic until we could take it to this funeral home.
1: Oh, my. And what did it say on it?
2: I from what I remember, it was just like here lies. I think the name was like Ernest and like the last name, you couldn't really see it. It was it was kind of like there was like dirt over it or grime. Um, and we tried to clean it and it just like we it couldn't come out. But the year it said was 1910.
1: Um, Uh, yeah. So I
2: was like, did someone like collect headstones or something like that? There were a lot of questions that are still unanswered about it.
1: Yeah. Cause it's like, did someone steal it from a cemetery and just leave it? Or like, I don't know. There's so many reasons. Like, I just don't understand. (laughs) I don't know.
2: I just just, like don't understand. And we tried to, we kind of just like gave it to the funeral home and they you know, did what they did with it. And we never heard anything else about it. I always feel like whenever I go back to New York, um, going to that funeral home and asking them, but that was like, you know, 20 plus years ago. So they probably don't remember, but just a mystery.
1: So weird. So then what was the paranormal aftermath?
2: Yes. Yeah, so, uh, even though I forgot about it, like for that day, um, later that night while I was sleeping um, and keep in mind, like the house was old, so there was like knocks and like creaks everywhere. But I kept hearing like this consistent knocking noise on the door um, and immediately woke up just to like see what was going on. So I shared a room with my little sister. And so I like maybe thought it was her, um, but she was like fast asleep and no one else was around. So I put, you know, I went back to sleep, put my head on the pillow. And then I heard the knocking noises again, like just really, really consistent knocking noises. Like there's someone was trying to get in. Um, Only this time, they seemed to be even louder. And um, it kind of sounded like it was coming from the end of my bed, like where like my feet were because I can like feel the vibrations, which was super creepy. (laughs) Mm. Yeah. And uh, at this point, you know, super freaked out, didn't want to look above the covers. Again, I was only nine. Um, but I remember it like it was yesterday. And I felt something rub my back and sit on my bed, like I could feel the, um, like the indent in my bed. So I shot mm-hmm. up, I was like, Mom, Dad. Um, and as I shot up, I, I remember it vividly. It, at first, it looked like this like tall shadowy, it was like black, but it like was blocking out any light that was in the room. And it was directly at the side of my bed, staring down at me. I don't know if it was staring at me because I couldn't see eyes, but it was just like, it looked like a head was like looking down. So I just like froze in fear. Um, And as I sat there, it, started to manifest and it looked like I don't especially as a nine-year-old it just looked like someone from like movies I used to see like that movie um Balto growing up with the dogs like I, it wasn't like a Disney movie but it was like the early 1900s and I think that was what I was associating it with mm-hmm. um but there's just enough light coming in from the window from the street lights outside that I can see it clearly And, um, he had, I remember specifically had boots with like buttons all down the side. Like it was that clear that I could see it and what looked like tweed jacket and pants. Like I can tell the pattern. I don't think I knew it was like tweed at the time. I think I called it like corduroy, but I think that's what it was. Um, and then all of a sudden it, it just like disappeared. So I was like, does it, the headstone that we found and put it in our attic and like the, the creepy, the creepy dude I saw, um, did it belong. Was that, was that the person? Is that Ernest? Yeah. Is it Ernest? Um, but I never, I never saw that person again. Um, but like, you know, creepy things here and there it always happened at that house, but that was like the standout thing that, um, to oh this day. God. Yeah. I was just, how
1: were your parents like so then your parents come into the room, I assume?
2: They didn't hear me at first. And then I just like screamed and ran down the hallway. Um and went into my parents' room. And they, <laughs> I I honestly I just like slept in the bed with my parents because I was so freaked out. Um and you know, my parents were very loving and were like, it's okay, like you'll be okay, just sleep in the bed with us. Um and then I, it took me a while to be able to, like, get a good night's sleep after that.
1: Yeah. Like, what other kind of stuff would happen?
2: It's, so, like, we would, I would hear voices, a lot, but I never knew because I lived at you know New York City, it's loud. Um, there's always noise outside, but there were some times when I was like, that sounds like it's coming from like inside my room and sounds like it's talking directly to me. Like I would hear my name sometimes. Um, and like, you know, my name's not like super common. So uh it wasn't like someone screaming like Anthony at the end of the <laughs> hall. Um it was they would I would hear like sarabath and sometimes there'd be a whisper sometimes it would be like really loud um, I would hear laughing a lot um, so mostly like noises I didn't I vaguely remember seeing something like sitting in like a rocking chair I had in my room but it wasn't like clear enough for me to determine whether or not it was like a shadow or something but my friends who would sleep over. Um, if I would have slumber parties, I always said that my, my house creeped them out.
1: <laughs> would you tell them the story?
2: I, I remember telling my friends, um, the story at a sleepover and nobody believed me. And then one of my friends came up to me the morning after and was like, I believe you, Sarah Beth. I, I think I saw something too. And that made me feel better, but it was always, <laughs> I think we moved when, um, after I started college but it was quite the quite the creepy house but loved growing up there
1: oh my god well so then you go to college yeah and and what was this experience that you had there
2: yeah so where I went to college I went to college um my undergrad was at Ohio University or OU in Athens Ohio and it's notorious like there's a bunch of haunted stuff in Ohio but this particular place is always like on the top 10 list um there's this asylum called the ridges and it's right on the OU campus um so OU like owns it and they like renovated it and then some of the stuff they just like kind of left um so it's been abandoned for decades and i think it's still like that uh they made part of it into a museum And one of the creepy stories from that is like, um, an old patient from the asylum. It was called the Ohio lunatic asylum died in a room, um, and the door was locked and the sun was beaming in and they couldn't like get into the room and no one like was able to recover her body for like a month. Um, so there's an actual stain from the body that's still there and they like can't scrub it or clean it off. Like I saw it with my own eyes. So it's not like, a like a lore or anything.
1: Yes, um, I've heard about this.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's it's definitely real. Super creepy. Um, but
1: wait a minute, they couldn't open the door for a month.
2: Well, I think they didn't want to because she was a little unstable, and they didn't know that she was dead. So there's a lot of, I think, um, mistreatment that was going right. on. Uh, but so it's it's a pretty sad story. But yeah, so apparently she was essentially dead for a month and then they found her.
1: Oh my God. Yeah. So, so would you go there like ghost hunting or?
2: Yes, yeah. So it was almost like, uh, so the abandoned part of the ridges or what it used to be called the Ohio Lunatic Asylum, it was sort of like a rite of passage for students to just like ghost hunt with their friends like their first year so my first I think my first week of school um a couple of my friends and I in my dorm decided to go I was like already terrified I'm a huge scaredy cat but I love (laughs) like ghost hunting and horror movies and stuff like that but I'm still a scaredy cat and you couldn't like get into the building like we were we were you know, breaking in (laughs) essentially. So probably not super legal, but, um, we climbed into the window, all the doors were locked. Um, the, the windows were like boarded up except for this one window that there was like a board missing. So we were able to get in. And I think like the energy instantly changed in the room. Like I felt like I started feeling super paranoid, um, and anxious, which isn't, like that normal for me even though I was like scared it just like it felt it felt weird um and (laughs) we kept walking and as we kept walking like my friends had flashlights and one of my friends pointed her flashlight down the hall and I looked where the flashlight was for like a split second and I saw clear as day a woman in like this white like you know rope like some of the stuff you see in a horror movies with like really stringy hair bad teeth appear in one of the doorways and just like smiling and staring at us. Um, And apparently me and only one of my other friends that was with us were the only people that saw this woman. And we both screamed and ran out and our friends laughed at us. Um, And I'm still, and it was just like, I remember it so vividly. I was like, I'm not seeing a shadow. I'm not seeing something. It was like, you shot like, The flashlight was there and you can clearly see someone standing in the doorway. And it made me feel a lot better that my other friends saw it um, because it was it was literally for maybe like two seconds. Um, And I'm still friends with her and we haven't spoken about it since that day. Uh, But it was. As creepy or just as creepy as my um, as my house story, for sure.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. And you think it was definitely a ghost? It wasn't, it, it, like, some lady that lived there?
2: No, no, yeah, because they, um, like, the, the Athens police, like, check the place every night. Uh, she didn't. It, it was weird because like she looked very solid, but was still there were parts of her that were translucent. Um, And I don't know if that was because of the way the flashlight was shining or anything. But like we walked down like they walked down that ha- hallway and didn't see anybody. So I don't know where she could have gone if she was like a real living person. But yeah. <laughs> oh,
1: my God. Oh, that's so scary
2: yeah, it was, it was terrifying, but yeah, my, my college was also like very haunted. So I feel like, um, it just followed me wherever I went. (laughs) Who
1: haunted your college?
2: My, my school was, I think it was like founded in like the 1860s or something like that. Um, I lived in one of the oldest dorms that was in the college. Um, there was a girl who, I think, I think this was like on a TV show somewhere. There was a girl who, um, unfortunately, um, you know, died in a room and they, it was like in the seventies and they found her and they turned the room into like a boiler room, but people like people have seen her and like have heard voices. Um, there was a there was one time I was in the shower and I thought someone was like in, in there, like with me, (laughs) like not in the shower with me, but like in the bathroom with me. But I was like one of the only ones in the dorm during that time. Um, So it was really creepy, but that was like my only experience with that.
1: Well, Sarah Beth, you've given me the goods.
2: Oh yeah. Only the goods for you.
1: (laughs) Well, thank you so much. I'm going to have to go hop on another call. But um, I so appreciate you taking the time to do this.
2: Of course, you're my absolute favorite human and favorite podcast. Um, and I love listening to Ghosted every single week. You're oh the best. Oh, God,
1: thanks. And now you're on it.
2: Yay! It's dream. Dream from true.
1: If you're like me, you're always looking for a story to dive into. Whether it's a family drama or a mystery to solve, Hello, Kate in Canada. How are you? Hello, Rob. I'm so good. Wait. So, tell me what the town is called that you live in.
0: I live in a little town called uh, Brooklyn. It's a village of Brooklyn, and it's just outside Toronto.
1: Okay. Is there is there like an urban legend there?
0: You know what? I wish I knew, but I'm so I just moved here from Toronto like last November, so I don't know much about this little town. I got to get into it.
1: Yeah. Uh okay. Well, you sent me an email that yep. had a lot of stuff to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> so I where do we hours. start?
0: <laughs> Let's start at the very beginning, Ross. When okay. I was a young girl.
1: <laughs> okay. Where were you a young girl at?
0: I was in New Brunswick, rural New Brunswick, which is a, a province on the east coast of Canada. Okay. Yeah, so we lived in a very old, over 100 years old, uh, farmhouse. And um, my sort of experience with the paranormal began when I was there. So when I was a little girl, I used to see every single night a huge, humongous shadow man at the end of my bed. Every single night. Oh, no. If I, like, thinking as a three-year-old, To me, he was like seven feet tall, three feet wide, humongous. And so I could only see just his shadow, no facial expression or anything. But he would stand there every night. I would wake up in the middle of the night. And you know how dark it is in the country, right? Like there's no street lights, Mm -hmm. So it's just pitch black. So I would see him every night and scream for my mom. And uh, she would come in and uh, lay her hand on my shoulder or lay down with me in bed until I fell back asleep. And uh, that went on for a couple of years when I was little.
1: Oh, no. I don't yeah. like that. But how <laughs> that do you just like a couple of years, like, does yeah. it get to a point where you're like, not tonight? I well, have a test in the morning. <laughs> like, I can't.
0: Yeah, I was, I used to squeeze my eyes shut. So if I woke up in the middle of the night, I would just keep my eyes shut and call for my mom. Um, but sometimes when I would squeeze my eyes tight, I would see a pair of eyes looking back at me like... I don't know how to describe it, but like a very vivid pair of eyes. So I felt like unsafe with my eyes shut and unsafe with my eyes open. So I think that's where the hysteria came from, <laughs> the hysterical oh, no. calls to my mother. Yeah. And she um, mentioned to me, I don't know if I told her that story or it came up in conversation, but she's like, oh, yeah, when you were little, I used to come into your room every single night to, to help to put my hand on your shoulder to help you go back to sleep because you would call me every single night. And um I have a son now and he does that to me sometimes too. He goes through phases where he'll do he'll wake up at three AM for a month and yell and yell for me and it's just like very triggering. <laughs> kind of takes you back to that that moment oh, when you're little. No. Please God, don't let him be seeing shadow figures. Cause you don't know how to um you don't know how to put words to that when you're so little.
1: Yeah. Like, you
0: can't really say, Oh, I'm seeing this man at the end of my bed because your mind is kind of unfathomable unfathomable to you. You know what I mean? It's
1: yeah. Would you so that say that great. it was spooky and kooky, and you're pretty sure it was dead?
0: A hundred percent, yeah.
1: So, <laughs> so how does that end? I mean, you see it for years, and then mm-hmm. what?
0: Either I grew out of it, or I just shut it down um, because um, I think when you have, you can see uh, spirits when you're little. I think a lot of us are really open to the paranormal when we're little and um, eventually we just learn to like lock it up and bury it deep. I think that that's probably just what happened. I just aged out of it, aged out of that ability. I only ever saw one other ghost again for the rest of my life and now I can sense that they're there but I cannot see them anymore.
1: But that's the like really scary thing is like what if that child whatever the whatever the child's uh thing is where you can see goes, what if you just grow out of that but they're still there
0: Oh absolutely a hundred percent they're still there <laughs> oh, We just God. choose not to we choose not to recognize it because we all get that creepy feeling down our back, right? We all mm. can sense something's there, and you have to believe yourself when you sense that you're not crazy
1: oh my God, okay, so. <laughs> Did did you have other experiences in this farmhouse?
0: In No, not in that home, but in the next home I moved to. Um, I remember waking up and I recall that it was in uh, the middle of the day because my room was very bright. So I must have been having a nap or something. Anyways, I woke up and there was this young girl standing in front of me, like beside my bed, staring at me. And then she rapidly instantly aged into a little old woman <clears throat> excuse me into a little old woman and then crumbled into dust and disappeared
1: oh no <laughs> <Wait>. <laughs> she went from a little girl to an old woman
0: yeah she sort of like rapidly aged. i don't recall you know seeing her grow tall and shrink again or anything i just recall her sort of like looking like she got older until she was an old woman and then just oh no crumbling and disappearing into the floor.
1: Oh, that's not good. <laughs> that was
0: a that was a screamer. <laughs> that's one of those ones. Where you're like, Wah!
1: so did she ever come back? Did you ever see her?
0: No, thank God. <laughs> Hopefully, that was her. Just like being done with her ghostly life, maybe.
1: <laughs> yeah, maybe. Oh my God, that's. I just I, no, I don't like it. I don't no. like that.
0: No, yeah, I'm glad I never saw her again. Especially the l- the little old lady thing, like and then crumbling. It's just it's just creepy. It's
1: just like well, I'm also con- I'm also picturing like she still has the like little girl body, but she's now just like a little old lady, little
0: shriveled up, shriveled up, hunched, wrinkly, scary old lady, and then and then into sort of like. Dead face, hollow eyes, crumbling dust.
1: Person. Oh no! You I could drink describe some it water. For you. That is not healthy. You got to take better care of yourself, ghost girl.
0: <laughs> Maybe it was a warning. Maybe she was saying, "Hey, take care of yourself."
1: This this could happen to you if you don't do yeah. some stretches and uh, eat some vegetables. Yeah. Um. So, would you say that? either of these, haunt, these houses you lived in were haunted or do you think that these were just experiences that happened to you?
0: Well, I would say that they were just experiences that happened to me because nobody else has talked about any kind of, you know, banging on the floor or creepy experiences with other ghosts or anything like that. So I think that I'm pretty much alone in, in these experiences, in these homes.
1: Mm, okay, My so Toronto you-
0: house was a little, it was a little haunted. Why is that? I could could definitely sense that there was um, an energy of a young man who um, would sit on the staircase in the basement and sometimes would, um, I could feel him sort of behind me when I was in the dingy century old home laundry room in the basement. Um, He was definitely there. And I once did um, um, a meditation where it was sort of like, maybe like an intro to astral projection where you sit in the room and then you uh, get into a meditative state and you start to visualize the room, but in the spiritual realm. And so I could see some of my deceased family members were there. And this man, this like in his twenties for sure, like sitting on the staircase. Um, And that was that he was there the entire time. I never got my act together to like, I don't know, stage the home or use palace Palo Santo or something to, Get his energy out because he never really bothered anyone. So he wasn't tapping on my window at night or anything like that. So you know, mm. it's an old home. There's going to be people there <laughs> other than me, I
1: think. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. So, so you're like a sensitive person. Like you can mm-hmm. you can sense when there's ghosts around or.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: So does that happen like most places you go or?
0: Um, sometimes it has happened a couple times. So, um, one of the, <laughs> one of the experiences that freaked me out the most was in, um, at old, so I was in Salt Lake City at a restaurant and in Salt Lake City, a lot of the buildings are old converted factories. It's very beautiful. Um, but it's, it's very, very old. And so in this one particular restaurant, I had to go to the ladies' room And I opened the door to what I thought was going to be like a hallway to go down to where the washrooms were, but it wasn't. It was a door to an old, super old cast iron staircase, like really wide, like it was a very wide area and it looked very industrial, like it had been there for hundreds of years. And um, it stopped me dead in my tracks because I was like, whoa, this is... um, this is not what I was expecting. <laughs> I was expecting like a, just a hallway to a washroom, but now I'm in this old, creepy staircase. And as I start to go down the staircase, I start. I realize I am not alone. In- oh shoot! This oh, dog it
1: doesn't sound like you're alone right now. No.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, so I realize that I'm not alone in this staircase, and I. So I, I just sort of like run down into the washroom, and. As I open the washroom door, one of the doors to the stall swings open. And that, that makes me jump immediately because I'm like, ah. And then nobody walked out for like three seconds. So then eventually this, this woman walks out and she's just walking like, like straight ahead, looking straight ahead without moving her arms. Now that I think back about it, it was kind of like a weird way to walk. But at the time, I was like, oh, good. It's a person. It wasn't, you know, that, that door didn't swing open by itself. So I go use the washroom and I go to wash my hands. And so after I wash my hands, I use the hand dryer, but I guess it's on the fritz. And it it (laughs) lets out this huge loud growling noise. Again, scares the pants off me. I reach for the door to open it to leave. It's not the door to leave. It's the door to a creepy old storage room with like a dirt floor that's completely empty. And I was like, what? (laughs) So then I open the door to leave run up this staircase and get to the door to the restaurant and I just sort of like stop take a deep breath and compose myself and then walk out and continue having dinner with my friends <laughs> and so then Hang when on I'm on leaving
1: wait, okay wait, 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 there's wait.
0: so much to this story I'm so sorry
1: so th- this woman she went out of a stall and into a storage closet and disappeared
0: I'm I did not see this happen But in my mind, that's what happened. And because when I'm thinking back about it, I didn't hear her washing her hands. I I was going to ask that. Yeah. I didn't hear that super growly, uh, crazy hand dryer go off. I didn't hear her open the door to leave. Like, where did she go?
1: Oh, no. Well, either way, she didn't wash her hands.
0: No. (laughs) So that's creepy enough.
1: (laughs) Oh my god! Okay, okay. So back yeah. to the story. So,
0: so as I'm leaving, I I just jokingly say to the hosts and the hostess that are standing at the front door, "Oh, did you know that your uh, staircase is haunted?" And he looks at me dead in the eye. He's like, "Yep, yeah, we don't use that staircase. There's a different staircase that we use to go to the basement." I'm like, "What?" <laughs> He's like, "Yeah."
1: They're and like, so- "Yeah, we don't we don't use that staircase to go to the the." pit of hell downstairs. <laughs> no. Like it sounds absolutely terrifying down there.
0: Yeah, it was. It was it, they should have found a way to put the washrooms on the main floor of that building and not make anybody go down there. It was it was not a beautiful part of the building.
1: Yeah. Also like why is lock your storage room yeah. with your dirt yeah. floors? <laughs> yeah, that and was extra weird. Your air dryer.
0: Yeah. There was just too many things going on in that all in that one area it was like scare after scare it was like five scares in a row and i was just my adrenaline was just like through the roof. even just retelling the story can probably tell my adrenaline's pumping from like "Ah."
1: oh yeah it sounds real creepy wait so can you also tell me the story about your reiki session
0: yes that happened on the same night as the salt lake city night
1: oh wow what a night
0: (laughs) yeah tell me about it so um, actually, this, the rest of the Salt Lake City story leads into that. So um, very quickly, my friend, as I was leaving, she said, why did you say that to the host? And I told her what had happened. And she said, because she said, I sensed she actually is clairvoyant. She can see spirits. And she, in her mind's eye, so she, in her mind's eye, saw a little boy playing with a toy on the staircase, and like a toy, like a old little boy, like a not a modern day little boy, <laughs> an oh, okay. old little boy. Oh, I can say
1: like a little old lady boy. No,
0: <laughs> no, no. <laughs> um, and so then, when we looked up what that factory was, it had been a toy factory, where that restaurant, a converted uh-huh. toy re- um, factory. So. Anyways, then the whole conversation starts, you know, oh, well, you have this ability or you have this ability. And my, my cousin who I was with there, she was saying that she can do Reiki. And if I because I was pretty shaken up, she said, well, if you want, I can do a Reiki session just to like clear any residual energy from your body. And just in case, you know, any part of that entity attached to you in any way. And I was like, perfect, let's let's do that. And so have you have you had Reiki before?
1: I never have.
0: Okay. It's kind of an interesting experience. You either feel um, nothing or you feel everything. (laughs)
1: Mm
0: -hmm. So I was lying there and I could feel her hands were above me. Like I knew her hands were above me. My eyes were closed and I could, but I could feel that my energy was shifting like towards her, like being drawn towards her. So she was rebalancing the energy to get more centered into my body. And so when my sort of upper energy of my upper body uh, was recentered. She moved down to sort of my abdomen area. And then she moved down towards my legs and she was like pulling energy, grabbing energy sort of from my abdomen and pulling it down towards my feet. And she did that maybe five times. And then I had this insane sensation of like, I would describe it as like um, a wriggling eel or a snake that wriggles back and forth very fast. And I felt that energy come from out of my abdomen, for lack of a better word, and down towards my feet. She sort of drew it and pulled it out and away. And then she continued to do that. And then she did something around my feet to sort of like close the energy or something. And then then we were done. That was it.
1: And so she said, yeah,
0: (laughs) I know. So she says to me, so did did you how do you feel? Like, or did you did you um how was that for you? And I said, Okay, but weird. Um, I felt that described what I felt. And she said, Oh, yeah, we call that an energy worm. Uh, it is a past energy or entity that has been uh living in your body that I've just gotten rid of. And I'm like, what? Mm-hmm.
1: I don't like how it wiggles like a worm yeah. or a snake or oh!
0: It was a really weird sensation. It was uh, very uncomfortable.
1: And so but. you think that that was attached to that building or something from that building attached to you, and that's what she mm-hmm. got out of you?
0: I'm, I think it was older than that okay. because um, I had had infertility issues and trouble conceiving my son uh, years before and just never ha- just never worked like clockwork um the way it should and after that session within a couple months everything was working normally and has been ever since wow so i think that there was some kind of negative whatever energy that's messing with my body's natural processes and it's gone now and things are fine
1: oh wow
0: so i recommend reiki just to <laughs> see if anybody finds anything
1: yeah, I mean, like, one time I went to somebody that, like, g- g- you did it. I was calling it fakey, not Reiki, because <laughs> I was like, is this, what are you doing? I don't know what you're doing here, and I don't think you know what you're doing. Because right. I don't think anything happened. Um, I
0: think that after a Reiki session, you should feel good. You, sh- you should feel better in some way. Even if you don't feel when it's happening, afterward, you should feel lighter.
1: I do remember I did it, like while in election like it was like election night Um, oh god (laughs) it wasn't like a presidential it was like some some, one of the like midterms I don't know what it was but I was really stressed out and and I was just like I I couldn't relax you know and then when it was over I was like I don't feel better I'm worried about what's going on in this world right now (laughs) and like there was certainly no energy worms squirming out of me (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> I'm glad you didn't have that experience. I hope nobody has to have that experience.
1: But I mean you probably oh. felt lighter, right? Or you know Oh
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I I would describe it like coming out of a good chiropractic session where you just feel like you could like you had this weight on your back that you didn't realize was there until it was gone. Right. But in this case in my in my body.
1: Hello, Amber in California. How are you?
3: Good, how are you?
1: I'm so good. I was reading this story that you sent me about an iPad and it kind of gave me shivers. What is this story?
3: Oh my gosh. Okay, so um, it was literally like right when my I had my daughter about three years ago. And she was a newborn, so I was at home um, a lot more often because I took paternity leave. And, um, so one day, uh, I had finally put the baby down for a nap because you know how it is when they're newborns They're Once you can get a nap or you try to take a nap when they're taking a nap. And, uh, so that's what I did. I fell asleep after I got the baby down and I got woken up by my mom. She kept calling me and I was like, okay, that's weird. I wonder what, what's going on. And She was really, really concerned because she was like, why isn't your oldest daughter, Crystal, in school? And I was like, what are you talking about, mom? She is in school. And she was like, no, she's not. I was like, yes, she is. And she was like, well, she just FaceTimed me from her iPad in her room. And I was like, that's impossible because she's at school. So I got up off the couch and I went in her room and I looked at the iPad and it did call my mom. But nobody was in that room the door was shut my mom said that when she received the call the video was just facing the wall nobody was there nobody was responding it just made me feel so weird because it happened while I was sleeping and it gave me this like you know this eerie feeling like somebody's there
1: yeah wait so was when you went in there was the iPad facing the wall?
3: Um. Yeah, it was. It was sitting up on her bed.
1: Interesting. But it was definitely an outgoing call.
3: Yes. And that's what creeped me out the most about the whole situation.
1: I mean, is that something that can happen? I don't know. That It's never happened to me before. But. um. Yeah.
3: Like I had something else happen a few months after that. Um, me and my daughter, we were both putting the baby down to bed and we were in her room, you know, we were tucking her in for bed. And um, my daughter tells her good night. And then I go and say good night. And then I go to turn off the light and we just both hear this voice. And it's a creepy man's voice going, Good night. Like,
1: no. Yes. It was
3: right in our ears. And we, I looked at my daughter and I was like, Did you hear that? And she was like, yes. And I didn't, I was in shock. I was like, oh my God. Like we both heard the voice. Like I thought I was just hearing things, but when she confirmed that she heard it too, I was like, oh my, like, I, I didn't even know what to think of it. I was so freaked out.
1: Who is that man?
3: Um, Honestly, I don't know. And it really creeps me out because the voice, I can't get the voice out of my head. It's, it's just such a distinct, like, I don't know. It, it was just a distinct man's voice.
1: I, my instinct is telling me that he's older because my older parents don't know how to work an iPad. And so that's where I'm thinking you have an old man ghost.
3: Yeah, and that would make sense because my grandfather had passed away some years ago. And I'm thinking it could be him, or it could be my uncle that passed away. I don't know.
1: Or do you think that it's like somebody that used to live in the house?
3: Oh, well, that could be, but I live in an apartment. Right. I don't know, but it could be, that could be possible. I don't know, it freaks me out.
1: Oh, I know. so how long ago from the last time you heard this ghost or this voice
3: um i haven't heard it since but there was this time about maybe like five months ago where me and my daughter were standing in the kitchen and we both watched her bedroom door shut by itself it was all the way open and it just completely just shut
1: and no wind or anything no, like that
3: no nothing at all it is freaked us
1: out oh my god amber i'm scared you
3: know i'm kind of scared
1: like, oh. i mean i'm scared but also it sounds like a nice ghost
3: yeah uh, luckily nothing bad is happening because um at my mom's house my my parents house they have something completely different happening over there that sounds more i don't know evil
1: What's going on over there?
3: Okay, so there's this big, dark shadow figure that um, we have caught on camera, and then my sister has personally seen it. And um, one night, my sister, she um, had to get up to go to the bathroom, and it just so happened to be 3 o'clock in the morning. And she got up, and she just felt this weird feeling in her gut, and she just looked to the right at, my parents' room and their door was open and she that's where she saw a big black figure it was pacing in front of my parents' bed and she said it had its hands on its head like it was frustrated or mad or angry and it was just pacing back and forth really fast and then when it saw her it ran towards her but like disappeared and she said that Uh yeah she said she could not sleep at all after that she ran right back to her room and she like stayed in her room all night, like, freaking out. I don't know. She said it was the most scariest thing she's ever seen in her life.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um, Running at you in the middle of the night. And
3: then recently...
1: Absolutely not. Yes,
3: and recently she saw a dark, tall, black figure shadow in her her room. Uh, she told me it was recently, like, right in the corner of her room. And she couldn't go back to sleep. This always happens, like, at night.
1: I hate this. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so I think that you should be um, very grateful that your ghost is uh, sounds nice.
3: Yeah.
1: (laughs) I mean, it's like, I feel like that's like a sibling thing where it's like, my ghost is nicer than your ghost. Yeah,
3: that's true. That's very true. And she does have a lot of other crazy things that have happened there, but I need to, you know, ask her more about it. Personally, when I've been at my mom's house, I just feel very, like, uncomfortable. You feel like somebody's there with you. And I've seen my door, like, open and close by itself. That's the only thing I've seen at their house, or like, the lights will flicker.
1: So, okay, living in a home currently... Where there's like some suspicious activity happening. How do you feel about that?
3: Well, okay. So, like, with the activity that happens at my apartment, I don't feel uncomfortable because, like, I don't know, the things that have happened don't make me feel that scared. It feels more like it's a nice ghost. Mm-hmm. But when I'm at my mom's house, I cannot sleep at night.
1: Yeah. Oh, my God. Amber. <laughs> well, do you have any other stories you want to tell?
3: Um, yeah, I could tell you another one from my apartment. Um, this was, like, probably, like, like five years back, though. Um, I was home alone. Same place, though? Yeah, same place. I was home alone, and I was going to the bathroom, so I, like, left, you know, the door open because I was alone. Nobody else was in the apartment. And so you could see my washer and dryer from my bathroom and my dryer door was open and it slammed shut by itself.
1: <sighs> That's one where I feel like no wind. I mean, it would have to be strong wind because it has to like lock into place. And, stuff, yeah, and, has and to, like... I
3: was like, I'm on the toilet. Like this is really happening right now. <laughs>
1: Like Oh my god. Wait, it was the washer or the dryer? It
3: was the dryer door. It just slammed shut by itself and nobody else was home. And I'm like, oh, of course this happens when I'm alone and I'm going to the bathroom.
1: Is it the kind where you it opens from the top or from like the side of the machine? It's a
3: front loader, so it's it's on the front. Oh, front.
1: yeah. Okay. Oh no. Well, Maybe your uh, nice old man was, uh, you know, if ghosts if you know, ghosts wear clothes. I mean, they <laughs> gotta wash their invisible clothes with their invisible soaps and.
3: I know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It was just, it was so weird, and I, of course, it happened when I was in a you know a vulnerable moment, <laughs>
1: like. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to ask you do you want to hear an EVP? Oh
3: my god, yes.
1: Okay. Well, this mic it's scary though. Are you okay to hear this yeah. or are you going to get scared? No,
3: it's
1: fine. Okay. It's time for
3: EVPs
1: or EV please. I found this one on YouTube. This is from the old Baraboo Inn in Baraboo, Wisconsin, which in 19, in 1864 it was a boarding house and then it was a honky-tonk kind of bar and then it was a brothel and it's this place where gangsters used to love to hang out and now it's like a bar and restaurant situation that's haunted. And this one really did scare me. This was posted by, I guess, the official YouTube page of the old Baraboo Inn, And um, tell me what you hear. Okay. Okay, wait. It's pretty quick. It's like an aggressive whisper. Here we go. Oh. Mm, Let me play it again. Do you hear anything?
3: I can't tell if they're saying help me or... It's hard Mm. to hear.
1: I know. I do hear like, okay, wait, let's play it again. Oh. I know. I hear me. Yeah, me me.
3: or please or.
1: Well, here's some options. Is it A, I'm into dairy? Like maybe they're letting you know that they enjoy milk based products. I'm into dairy. I don't know. Is it B, can you hear me? Is it C, is this scary? Or D, That's a hair piece. Maybe they were being shady like that. Uh Um, Okay, here we go. I'm playing it again.
3: Uh, I think it's Can You Hear Me?
1: It's totally Can You Hear Me? Oh, my God. Which is, like, so, like, scary because it's like a ghost that's like, Can You Hear Me? Like, they're trying to figure out what their ghosty powers are. Let me play it again.
3: Can you hear me? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Ooh,
1: I don't like that.
3: I know. Ooh, they definitely want to be heard.
1: Thank you so much to Sarah Beth, Kate, and Amber. And if you want to hear a little bit more, go to patreon.com slash My bonus clip this week is with Kate talking all about premonitions. You guys, it is Halloween time. Please tell your friends about the show. I know people love to hear about spooky things, and I've got over two years' worth of spooky episodes, over a hundred interviews, and just imagine how many listeners. I mean, probably like, I don't know, over 200? I'm not sure. You guys don't love me for my math skills, but either way, there's a lot of ghost stories here on this show, so... Make sure you're subscribed and rate the show five stars. You got a ghost story, you could leave it in a five star review or you could just write something nice about me or you could just rate it five stars. You could also join the Facebook group called Ghosted by Roz Dresfeles, a great place to leave some ghost stories and to talk to the other people that like this kind of weird, funky, spooky shit. And I'm on Instagram at Roz Hernandez. To be on a future listener episode... Send me an email at ghostedbyroz at gmail.com with the subject line listener episode. I love you all, both living and dead. But if I didn't ask you to haunt me, don't haunt me. Okay, bye. a
2: podcast?
0: <clears throat> a podcast network.